4.36 to Sue Ann uh, in just about nine minutes' time. We'll take more of your calls. Earlier today, I was, uh, again, supervising the construction around the house. <laughs> Actually, I was trying to work around it as the guys were, uh, the electrician was in. You know, I've got the guys from 310 Reno doing some work, and it was wonderful to uh, monitor this. I'm doing my own line-by-line audit, and uh, what happened was they had to fish a wire for a 240-volt uh, plug into a master bathroom two stories up and uh, taking it off the panel in the basement. Uh, the guys did a wonderful job fishing it. You can't even tell where the wire went. I figured, you know, if the guy finds the attic at some point, uh, just make a left and then come down through the rafters. But uh, they fished it through the walls. And I thought, boy, that took a little extra time, but it was well worth it because there's no holes or, you know, gaping uh, patches that I have to clear up. So these guys at 310 Reno, I, as I continue to tell you, doing professional work and very, very much on point when it comes to uh, doing it right. And with minimum damage and the cleanup is always perfect, uh, you come home to a place that, you know, more or less resembles what you left in the morning, which is important. Minus, of course, the plastic with the zippers and everything like that, you know, because they seal it off so it does get, doesn't get into uh, electronics and so on. And so, But, I, you know, that's the way you can tell. Some, some workers don't do that necessarily when they quit at whatever time in the afternoon they leave a site. These guys, uh, that's another indication you're dealing with professionals. The guys at 310 Reno, you got a job, uh, you give them a call, and uh, they'll come over, give you the estimate, even arrange for the plans, the drawings, and so on and so forth. Speak with Charles or Mike, 310 Reno. That's 310-7366, no area code required. All right, let's get back on the beat here with Donald Trump's explanation of why uh, he caused an outrage and a stir. As a matter of fact, he was even saying he came back from the summit yesterday and he couldn't understand the commotion. It should have been obvious. I thought it would be obvious, but I would like to clarify just in case it wasn't. In a key sentence in my remarks, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. All right. Well, you know what? I mean, if you had done that on his old show, The Apprentice, how would you have been greeted? Uh, all right. We think, I think we know. Let's get Fred in here. Go ahead, Freddie. You're on The Oakley Show. How you doing, man? Good and you. G- great day for Trump derangement syndrome out there. Well, there are um, a lot of folks who have uh, taken it to, uh, let's say, an extreme degree, but you, you believe that what he had to say today was legit? I believe that he might just take this one on the chin for future information that will be coming. You know, the special counsel put out these 12 indictments of me nothing before the summit in order to hijack it. Trump said in a tweet, I'll come back with Moscow and they'll ask for St. Petersburg too. There's nothing I could do here that will go well. Um, I think also that the DNC ha- hacking of the server, which the Democrats never gave up, and the only analysis done on it was through CrowdStrike, not the FBI. I don't know how they come to the conclusion of it being Russia. And with Page today or yesterday claiming in or reports coming that she's claiming that the hack was done by China, you know, I think Trump will take it on the chin and be vindicated later. But I do think him and Putin know that there's something that something that we don't. All right. And so uh, when he was asked about uh, the intelligence, he didn't disavow Putin. Uh, so he almost gave him cover. You thought that was appropriate to do at this press conference yesterday? I don't. I don't know if it's. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I. I think they both know that maybe it wasn't Russia. Maybe All right. So why then change his story today? Because he'll take this one on the chin. I see. He'll take it on the chin in two months from now when it does come out, or when finally you know 
uh, the FBI does give the information to Congress or everything that they've been after for the last two years. Right. So he fell on a sword today, but then if he's proven to be right and prophetic uh, in two months' time, as you say, how does he reverse course again? Well, then he says, you know, I did believe in my intelligence agency, (laughs) (laughs) right? Oh, geez. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) boy, I don't know. There's a huge credibility gap here. For some, it's not going to matter. As I say, uh, they care more about policy, but uh, this was damage control 101. Get out in front of the story. Now, whether he just says, look, I made a mistake, or he tries to pretend that it was in misspeaking, I don't think anybody's buying that, or not too many people. You tell me if you are. Back to the phones and Josh and Brampton. What do you say, Josh? Hey, John, I definitely believe that he's backpedaling. I agree with you 100% where this is a little item on the list that's not so big. He has probably bigger plans. And why would you meet a president of a foreign nation for the first time as president and already starting off on a bad foot? And uh, that question that he answered in the audience when he gave this whole scenario, I I think he shouldn't have answered it. I think he should have said that's between me and the president and we're discussing that, blah, blah, blah. We're not putting that in the public realm. We're here to visit for the first time and blah, 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 and go from there. Because obviously you want to start off on the right foot with the president and not throw this Russian hacking down their throat, even though you might know that they're a part of it. Who knows, right? Well, all right. Even though he had met Putin on two previous occasions, but not in a formal setting such as a a summit here. So you may be right. He was just trying to play the gracious co-host or whatever it was, uh, you know, the co-attendee. But it did seem, uh, again, that he had not uh, taken advantage of the situation to stand up to Putin. And uh, that's why a lot of people are perceiving him to be weak, unless he's got some master plan down the road where he blindsides Putin because he's brought the guy into his confidence or he's disarmed the guy, or uh, maybe he's created this impression that, uh, you know, Putin can take advantage of him and then he turns the table. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) it's all (laughs) we're trying to rationalize. On the other hand, I think his animus towards the intelligence agencies and the media got the best of him. Uh, he loses his mind when people try to insinuate that the, the election was not legitimate. And uh, because his problem is he conflates the two things, collusion and Russian meddling. And they're not necessarily the same. Apparently, uh, the meddling had to do with hacking into the DNC servers and Clintons and Podestas and then spreading the word to WikiLeaks, amongst others. And uh, it really undermined Hillary Clinton's chances. Russia could have done that unilaterally and Trump out of the loop. He would not have known, nor any of his campaign operatives. See, that second part, that's what Mueller's investigation is all about. Collusion. And a year and a half in, he still hasn't come up with anything concrete. Wondering how long that's going to drag on. But the Russian meddling, Department of Justice, last Friday handed out a dozen indictments of these uh, Russian intel officers. And Putin denied it, and Trump, of course, gave him cover on that. That's the point. Now he's saying, well, I misspoke. 